0: And tonight, it's about UNC basketball. Let's go. Page into the front court with four seconds. Page to the rim. Got it. got it! Nine tenths of a second to go. The black. The tie. 18. A shot. Jordan. Michael Jordan. 14 seconds.
1: Too Strong on the shot. That's it! 19-24! 19-57! 1982, 1993, 2005, 2009, make room for 2017, the Tar Heels are the national dadgum champions.
2: Hello, welcome to the Tar Heel Show. My name is George, also known as the British Tar Heel, I'm your host. Today, I am joined by 2017 national champion, Free Point Machine, he is a Tar Heel, My guest today, Kenny Williams. How you doing, bro? I'm
0: doing well, man. I appreciate you for having me.
2: May, thank you so much. Thank you for your time. Um, We connected a little bit last summer when you were playing overseas. I was writing about how you were doing overseas, and I spoke to you briefly, and then I basically said, hey, would you like to come on the show? And you said yes, so I really, really appreciate all the time you've given me. Um, What we're going to do today is we're going to go from freshman Kenny Williams to present-day Kenny Williams, who's loving his life in Greece, Rhodes, just, I would say the sunshine, but you've just told me there's a lot of rain at the moment, but the sunshine is coming, so we're going to do that. Does that sound all right?
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: we're waiting a couple more weeks for the sunshine, but uh, we can we can wait it out a little bit.
2: Mate, I, as much as I would love for you to come play here in England, if you're looking for sunshine, don't come here, just don't come <laughs> here, mate. all right, so it'd be amazing to have you in the BBL, but... I'd, if I was you, I'd stick in roads for, sure. Yeah, for we'll, sure. We'll throw it back. We'll go all the way back to Richmond, Virginia. That's where you grew up. And uh, in high school, you actually signed a letter, letter of intent to VCU to play under mm-hmm. Coach Shaka Smart. Obviously, Coach Smart went off to Texas. You decided to withdraw that. And then you chose to go to UNC. How come you chose to come to Carolina?
0: Um, well, before, before it all started, man, I was a, I was a big Carolina fan. Mm, Um, Nice. I think it started back. I want to say that 2009 team, um, you know, watching them and seeing those guys. And then it just kind of, it kind of grew, uh, as the years went on. Um, I think it really hit its peak with, you know, the Kendall Marshalls and, uh Harrison Barnes teams and my guys. Things like yeah. that. yeah <laughs> um I I actually I think it hit its peak my dad brought me the sports illustrated with uh Harrison Barnes on the front Maybe. and oh but
2: Harrison Barnes okay no what, what about this team hang on I do this every time this one I got no, I spent to Nate Britt about this one this is slam though this is the team oh, right
0: yeah. yeah that that's May. the team that is that's the
2: team fun. that was my team we're around the same yeah. age that's that's my that was team
0: it, um, you know, you got guys like Kendall who are more Virginia guys, local guys we played mm. for the same AU organization. So it was like it was just pretty cool to see that connection. Um, but I was a big fan, man, but uh, you know, you got that part, but then you know, you you start to get recruited and you take your visits and you get a glimpse of how it is. Um, yeah. you know how everybody interacts with each other. Uh, I think my first visit that I took um, to Carolina, they were going to their Bahamas trip, and I just came and watched the practice before. Uh, but then, you know, that was pretty quick because they were they had to catch the plane. Yeah. But then, um, you know, after everything happened, and I took my official visit, uh, you know, it was it, it was a quick turnaround. It was it was around exam time, and you know, guys had exams that they had to study for, but they still took the time out to hang out with me a high school kid you know play pickup or whatever but it really what really stuck with me was you know we all the typical move is to go to coach davis's house Mm -hmm. and we went to coach davis's house and it was you know just to see how they interacted with each other interacted with me um you know it was just like it was you see the your first glimpse of you know what they say the carolina family is and uh, that was a that was a big a big reason why uh, you know it was so easy for me to make that decision after uh, after I got my release.
2: That's amazing, and people say that obviously how much and we're going to talk about him later. Coach Williams, how much Coach Williams loves UNC, but I've heard so many stories about how much Coach Davis loves UNC. So for that to be the house to go into, that was a very smart smart move recruiting tool for yeah, sure. Yeah. Mate, nice. Okay, so, yeah, you obviously you came in and you came in during the 2016 season. And um, obviously so close, like so close. Um, (laughs) I don't don't talk about it too much because there's not enough trigger warnings. Like it's very devastating what (laughs) happened. Um, And then obviously a year later, redemption, we got Mm. there. I'm going to ask you a question because I asked everyone who played in that era. So I've had Marcus on. I've asked him the same thing. Joel Kennedy, everyone, the same question. 2016 versus 2017 team. Who's the better team?
1: <laughs>
2: I asked them. I asked everyone. So I'm going to ask you. That's
1: tough, man. That's t- I think. I think if you had to absolutely choose. I think I would go 2016 mm-hmm. because, oh,
0: man. You had guys like Isaiah come off the bench, Theo come off the
1: bench. Yeah.
0: Um, you know, me and Luke weren't playing, <laughs> but, yeah. you know, garbage the garbage minutes. <laughs> so it's like, that team has so much more depth. And, of course, me and Luke weren't the players that we were our sophomore year, but mm. – um, you know, you get you did have guys like Isaiah who started the next season, who you could bring off the bench, yeah. Theo, Nate, guys that you could bring off the bench that had started games and started a bunch yeah. of games. So um, you know, you throw that in and you add Marcus, you add Bryce, uh, you know that team was just it's just it was just a lot. And I well, I talk about it with some of my teammates from that 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 team, and it's just. The way that we ran through the tournaments
2: yeah,
0: was, it was beautiful. Like it was yeah, a thing yeah. of beauty. We just hit our, we hit our stride and everybody was playing their best basketball. And, um, you know, the only team that we thought really could, uh, you know, stop us was Villanova. Yeah. And unfortunately it happened, but, you know, if you look at it, the way we were playing in March, it was just, it was just a thing of beauty. So um, that team the talent that that team had, hitting on all cylinders, is it it's it's hard for a lot of teams to beat that team. To be honest
1: with you,
2: it it was one of the most talented teams we've had, and we still always say that we'll always say that we should have gone the whole way. And it's just that's just basketball. Sometimes you can, that's that's it. Um, yeah. But Marcus Page is one of the great. In my eyes, he's one of the greatest Tar Heels to ever play. Um, that guy's that's heart. is just oh, amazing, amazing player. So to play with him and that and everything, so mate nice okay so you said actually a second ago your garbage minutes um your freshman year i'm talk about your freshman year quickly because i caught up with kennedy meeks this week actually so i spoke (laughs) to him said that you were coming on the show and um he says he remembers and this happens a lot and i'm going to ask i want to see if you can give some advice to our current team and players who basically shoot us okay so (laughs) it's the shooting slump all right now Kennedy remembers your freshman year that you were going through a bit of a shooting slump. You hit a big three in a game and you ended up, he says, becoming probably one of the best shooters he's ever played with. Okay. Now shooters, they all go through slumps, always freshman year. It seems at UNC as well. What is your advice to a shooter who is going through, maybe someone on our team who is going through a slump. What would be your advice?
0: Um, well, I'll say first, Kennedy, if he listens to this, I appreciate it.
2: Yeah, yeah, I'll but, send this message to him.
0: Um, I just the first thing that I always think about is you know the work that you put in. Mm. Uh, be quite honest with you. Um, my freshman year, I probably could have done a lot more mm. extra shooting. Uh, looking back, but um, you know hindsight's twenty yeah. twenty. But I, I think that's what it is, just getting in the gym and shooting and getting comfortable. Uh, you know, it was, it's it's not – you know, a lot of people <laughs> – not give me a hard time, but, um, you know, they want to bring up that I was one for 13 my freshman year, and I'm like, okay, I took 13 threes. Like, yeah. Okay, it's whatever. You got – there's some context to it because I did – I wasn't playing a bunch of minutes, but that's besides the point. Um, but I think the work, man, just just getting in the gym, taking shots. Uh, that way, when your time does come, you have the confidence in yourself. Um, and a lot of times, the, your teammates have confidence in you to yeah. pass you the ball in that situation. I think I think that's a big thing also, is if your teammates see that you're putting in the work, putting in the extra shots, uh, the extra time in the gym, then they're a lot more comfortable with passing you the ball in that situation. So, uh, yeah, I think – I think that's the number one, Um, you know, and a lot of a lot of for me personally, a lot of it was, you know, the people that I was around, the coaches. I don't know if Marcus had told you this, but I hit my three in the ACC tournament and we were on the bus one day uh, in D.C. during the ACC tournament. Marcus, for for whatever reason, I don't know what prompted him to say it or whatever, but he said he looked at me and said, you're going to hit your you're going to hit your first three here. And I did. And it's, it's things like that that helped me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think the work is, is there's that's no secret. But a lot of times, um, you know, it can be the people that, that are around you that can lift you up to.
2: I percent 100 percent agree. And obviously you put the work in. But I think so much of the game is mental as well. And um having that confidence, you can tell when a shooter is is lacking that confidence because when they're he- open, you can tell oh he stepped in for a second. It's like, well, if he if he was if he was confident, you're just you're pulling up, you're pulling up from deep. Caleb Love last night pulled up from well deep because he was he was confident. So right. um, yeah, so I, I I agree. And I think having those teammates you had around you no wonder you were going to get out of that slump because they're just good lads, just good guys. Mm -hmm. So one of your best shooting performances, probably at Carolina, was against Duke. And Mm -hmm. we have UNC Duke coming up uh, this week, actually. So this podcast will come out before that game. Question to you, though, I ask everybody as well, who do you dislike more, NC State or Duke?
0: (laughs) (laughs) NC State for sure. Everyone says
2: it. All of you guys say it. Every time. Every player has said NC State, and I'll say it to every fan, and every fan says Duke. Why is it? Tell me. Tell me your reason why. I
0: think we have a lot more respect for Duke. Yeah. And because it's, like, it's Duke. They've been successful, and they've earned the right to, uh, I guess they got things to back up. while if if their fans talk a lot, they've got backup. Yeah. But then you got yeah. NC State, and it's just like sometimes they're just delusional. It's like <laughs> they, they they just talk to talk or hear themselves. And it's just like I get tired of it. Um, I'm sure a lot of the players that play at Carolina get tired of it, and that's why you get that answer that
1: you know yeah. they
0: dislike NC more because it's just like <laughs> I don't want to be I don't want to be super disrespectful, but <laughs> a lot of times they're just not relevant. So yeah,
2: that's fair. It's completely fair. Like,
0: uh, that, that's, that's, that's an easy one. It's, it's, it'll always be NC State.
2: Every player says it. Um, it's the same answer. It's just really funny, but players think this way and then the fans think differently. But um, yeah. it's possible. Everyone has their opinion. So coming up to, obviously, UNC Duke this week, this weekend, what was the atmosphere like UNC Duke week? What was it like on campus?
0: Oh man, it was electric, man! It's um, you know the first when I first saw this on the on the topic list. Actually, I was uh, the first thing that I thought of was you know Big May had always had this saying where he says uh, like if we're on the road or something that we have to bring our own energy, and that's one of the games that you do not have to bring your own energy. Nice. <laughs> it's like nice. I I vividly remember. Uh, driving down Franklin Street, I think it was my senior year. I want to say um, for the Duke game at home, and I'm driving down Franklin Street, and I see people. There's lines already at like Topo, Sub uh, Dogs, and all the all of the places that people watch games. It's like you see that and you feel it. Then you go to class that day, um, and you see everybody already has their jersey on. Everybody, it's just it's just a different energy. Um, when when that game is coming up and you feel it and you know you gotta it's one of those games where you gotta you have to actually calm yourself down because your adrenaline can be running so much so uh it's definitely one of my favorite weeks especially the last game of the season because there's always a game say on a Monday or Tuesday and then you have the whole rest of the week yeah to get ready and it's it's just electric it's different you have to you have to feel it to actually know what it's actually like.
2: Yeah, it's obviously it's it's. Bucket, I think it's on every Tar Heel fan's bucket list to go to that game, and it's it's bucket list material. Um, but to play in it, I, I couldn't imagine. Um, yeah, it's going to be loud um, uh, at, at both places. Obviously, at, at ours, mm-hmm. it was going to be loud because it's a we're all at, well up for it. Twenty two thousand and Duke is always loud because it's a high school gym. So um, and this.
0: Completely different because it's Coach K's last
2: game. Oh, I, d- so, I did. I didn't know that. I didn't know. I didn't know that actually. <laughs> Not that we've heard that for the past year. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like I can't imagine some of the faces that'll be in the crowd. It'll, it'll be. It'll be insane. i, I already thought
2: that one. There's supposed to be 80 former players there of Duke players there. Um, cheapest ticket is like two thousand nine hundred dollars. Oh my Most God. expensive ticket is like seventy five grand. <laughs> like, like what? Like who's it. who's paying seventy five grand? I don't know. Uh, we'll see. Every celebrity in the world is going to be there. Um, oh
1: yeah,
2: I'm buzzing. asking oh, going to be so good. It's going to be great. And I honestly, I've been saying it for months that we're going to crash the party, and I just want us to because it, oh, how sweet! I know, Witty. Like ah, oh, no, we're never an underdog. We are never North Carolina. We are never the underdogs. But how sweet it would be to take his last. Oh, oh,
1: my god!
2: Imagine. Honestly, my Twitter every week. I'm, I'm Well, sure, you're, you're a former player, so you probably get shit over time. But now I'm getting tweets from Duke fans. Just crap.
1: Honestly, yeah, I've,
2: I've just been screenshotting. I'm keeping these receipts. I'm keeping these <laughs> receipts because, oh, mate, oh, I'm getting <laughs> ahead great. of myself. I'm getting ahead of myself. Yeah. But we'll go back to when you were junior year. That's probably one of your best years at Carolina. Uh, you averaged over 11 points per game. You were 40% from behind the arc. Um, that was probably your best year, I would say. Then obviously you played against Duke at home and you got six three-pointers. Um, you had 20 points, I believe it was as well. Was that your favourite game playing as a Tar Heel?
1: Ooh. Oh,
0: man. It's up there. Yeah. I don't know if I could I would have to think about it if I want to say it's my absolute favorite because that year and my my senior year we had some we had a lot of fun games. Um uh, but it's definitely up there. Um just for the whole the whole circus of it, man, it's like we were undersized, we had Luke at 6'8 as a five man and they had those the the twin tower Marvin Bagley and uh Wendell Carter so it's like I don't necessarily I don't think a lot of people were expecting us to win it was Hmm. it was like the the, you know the ESPN prediction thing it might have been like it might have been like 90 to 10 and um so to 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 go out there and play how we did and we got down early I think we were Hmm. down 12 early and then we fought back and uh No, we ended up winning the game. I think that was huge. It showed what kind of team that we had become, and what kind of that we were still a dangerous team, despite the record that we had at that point in the season, and despite throwing out a smaller lineup than what we're accustomed to at North Carolina. So it's definitely up there. I would say I would say it's definitely top five in my career. Um, But I would have to think about. You know other
2: games and things like that. Yeah, no, like I say, you type in you type in Kenny Williams UNSC, you type that in on on the internet, and that's the first thing it comes up. So like that game, yeah. so many so many highlights from that game, just different videos from it. So um, yeah, I remember it. It was it was a great game, and thank you for it. Thank you as a fan um, because it's so sweet. <laughs> it's so sweet when we beat them. So. Um, and you played a very big part in that, so I appreciate that.
0: Um, yeah, man, I would die, man. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so the Carolina family, Carolina family's strong. Um, who are some of the guys you stay in touch with still, your Tar Heel
0: teammates? Um, a lot of guys, actually. Uh, Me and Justin, we basically talk every day. Nice. Me and Luke. It's every couple of days. Uh rob for the most part is every couple of days or at least every week. Uh, Marcus is every couple of days. Theo every now and then.
1: Wow.
2: Yeah, Joel nice. every
0: now and then. So it's it's a it's a pretty big list. Every it's always uh I'll always reach out or try to reach out um at least once every couple months to guys, um, just to check in and see how their seasons are going and things like that. Uh, but I keep up with as many people as I can. Um, you know, guys overseas, might be a little bit harder to find, but, um, I'm keeping up with everybody watching, you know, highlight videos and yeah, yeah, yeah. what everybody, what people are saying about certain people. So, um, you know, and I'll, I'll occasionally send a, send a you know a, a message of support to to the guys that I don't you know don't have full conversations with it's always a message every now and then just to uh, reach out and let them know that I'm 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 watching, I'm supporting. Mate, that's brilliant.
2: I've had some players obviously message me for so when I'm writing about you guys overseas, it's so handy because it is quite hard to find how you guys are doing. So I was just obviously collating all that information. But what's nice, he said, is you're all quite humble people. So if you have a 30-point game, you're not going to text your mate saying, I just had 30 points. That's just not kind of how you are. So, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so obviously, like, if you, if you posted someone, you might send a, hey, look what I did last night. You might do that. I don't know. But obviously, I was putting this information together, and he was, he was saying a few of the guys have said, like, it's so nice because then we can see it, and then we can yeah. text the guys saying what it is. So, mate, it's hard to keep up with the stuff like the amount of times i've had to translate the roads website just to find out yeah. your stats like it's, it's tough stuff to try and get highlights and videos and all that stuff as well but um yeah like we want to celebrate you even if you're playing in all these different countries around the world so uh, yeah. i'm glad you can still stay in touch with those guys you mentioned one of them there actually b-rob b-rob messaged me this week and he said he remembered your senior year where you guys went to the shops and you bought a load of Nerf guns and you had a Nerf war. <laughs> who was who was on your team?
0: Who was on your team? Um, dude, I don't even think we had teams, to be honest with you. But All versus all. I it was, I will say that was <laughs> – that might have been one of the fun most fun non-basketball days that I've had in my career. Oh, mate. Yeah. Uh, I can, I can really remember like we got, we got so into it. Like guys were trying to find hiding spots in our locker room. Like seven (laughs) was literally open his, like open his locker, jumped in and closed the doors to try to hide. It was, (laughs) it's, it's so. That day was so, it was, it was a long while in the making because it was the summer Mm. and you know, some, sometimes in the summer, your days can get boring. So we had been bringing it up and like, oh, man, we can have some fun in this locker room because you've seen the locker room complex. It's, it's huge. Yeah, like, yeah, we yeah, got, yeah, like, yeah. So one day we were, we were bored and we had nothing to do. So we all just jumped in the cars. We drove to Target. Um, everybody picked whatever Nerf gun they wanted. We went That's back amazing. and we used, we used the bathroom part. Um, we used the actual locker room in the, um, the lounge and the meal room. And we were just okay. running through like little kids shooting Nerf guns. And <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> like, I think that whole season, cause I think that might've been in July, June or July. And, but that whole season guys got, some guys kept their Nerf gun in their locker. Nice. But you would, you would see the little yellow nerf bullets all yeah, throughout yeah. the locker- oh, see This it that was that was a great day. I wish we would have done it more, but it was it was kind of a one time thing. But it was, man, it was it was so much fun.
2: Mate, that's awesome. That's awesome. Um was there other moments like where so your teammates were, did you have like some pranksters or anything like that? <laughs>
0: um not not big pranks. I think uh guys would just joke on each other a lot. And you know the the ring leader was Theo. Of course. It was always of course. but it was, I think that that was you know that was how we got along. That was how we bonded. It was just, you know, we joked a lot. We sat, we would sit in the locker room for hours after practice and just talk about everything. And you know, I think that was those were the most fun. Um just because it's not the times where you realize how much it means in the moment, but when you leave, you really realize how much, you know, just that, that little extra bonding time that you have after practice meant would mean to, you know, the team chemistry that would help in March or February or March. So um, those are always my favorite times just looking back. you know, you got you got times like the meeting rooms on the road, the bus rides, all of that stuff is just, you know, where you you find a way to have fun with your teammates. And, um, you know, looking back on it, looking back on my career, those are always the better times just because it's, you know, guys just laugh and, um, you know, chop it up about it, any and everything. And that's that's the thing. Those are the times that you cherish the most, honestly, I think.
2: Man, that's nice. Okay, I've got another potentially a funny story. I don't know. You can let me know. But I spoke to Garrison Brooks this week as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. I asked him, is, are you going to get in trouble for this? And he said, no. So if you are, we'll delete and we'll go again. <laughs> <Fine>. <laughs> no, he said, I need to ask you about the Auburn scout with KJ. <laughs> hey, what's that about? <laughs>
0: oh gosh oh can you say (laughs) all right right. so oh gosh kj blame garrison for this if you if you hear this but (laughs) i i can't i don't know exactly what kj said so in our scout when we go over the scout yeah There's You have your players, and usually coach will ask you your matchup for the game. But then there's three keys. Okay. And um, coach can ask anybody the keys. So he asked KJ the keys for the Auburn game. And (laughs) one of the keys was, like, something about three-point shooting. And KJ just just trips over his words. Couldn't remember what, what it said. And he just, <laughs> he just goes, oh, damn. they <laughs> the scalp. And I wish, I wish I could tell you exactly what he said, but it was just like, it was, he was on the right track, but he couldn't get the words. And <laughs> he knew he had messed up and that's what made it funny. So yeah, that's a, that's a funny story. That's, that is hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) What did coach say? I don't, I don't even remember to be honest with you. He, he probably, he probably didn't say anything too, too crazy to KJ. But it's looking back and that's one of the stories that we, we still talk about to this day. Like when I was, uh, even when I went back, a couple of weeks ago, it was like a bad story was brought up somehow. And I don't know how, but it was brought up. So it's, it's it'll be something that we talk about for a while.
2: <laughs> May I ask you, <laughs> KJ, I spoke with b about KJ. KJ gets, I need, and I've spoken with KJ a little bit over social media. So I will need to get him on the show as well so he can have his say. But I remember um, during his senior year, he was getting a lot of, tr- like talk from some of the teammates with some of his tweets where mm-hmm. and then the guys were like you don't talk like that why are you tweeting like this you don't talk like this <laughs> obviously, obviously. <laughs> he was auditioning weren't he that's what was happening <laughs> and look at him now look at him now he's killing it exactly. so exactly. he Literally. knew what he was doing he knew what he was doing Mate, amazing okay all right we're gonna end we're gonna round up your time at carolina here before we go into your pro career but i'm gonna ask you a few questions you've answered my nc state or duke question already favorite uh jersey white or blue I, I would go with the
0: white. white. I like the white. It's nice. a lot
2: cleaner. Nice. Nice. Okay. Where is your favorite place to eat at Carolina in
0: Chapel Hill? Sutton's. Sutton's. No question. Sutton's. There we go.
2: There we go. See, I love it now because obviously <laughs> I just recently went, so I went to all these places. So I agree. Did you go there for breakfast or lunch? What was the best place for you?
0: Preferably breakfast.
2: Yeah. But go anytime. Anytime, mate. Nice. Yeah. Oh, nice. Nice. Okay, and where was your favorite place to go out?
0: Ooh, that's a great question. Mm. We would we would go to the library a lot. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think I think that's that's the one we used to go a lot. I mean, you got all the bars, library, La Res, um, even Bob sometimes. So.
2: Yeah, yeah yeah what bob where's that what's that one bob's you say yeah where's
1: that
0: that's the one it's not oh. on franken street but the street behind uh, i think it's okay out. so okay it's got an outdoor patio um it's, it's very popular i'll say nice. that nice fair fair fair
2: um i was always that he's not here that's just my favorite i just loved it mm. i just collected the cups obviously um yeah and uh, but no, yeah, 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 no, okay, okay, all right, good places though. We'll go into your pro career now. So obviously, um, you ended up uh, you went undrafted in the NBA draft, and then you went to the summer league with the San Antonio Spurs. Uh, mm-hmm. You had you had some time there. Obviously, you've also done summer league with Charlotte Hornets. That was most recent as well. Um, and then you went into the G League where you had like one and a half seasons um, uh, there with the Austin Spurs where you had some great games. you had like a 31-pointer game with like seven three-pointers made. There was a lot of games where you were just on fire from behind the arc um, in the G League. My question to you is, you go from UNC, the top of college basketball, national, international television, to then play in the G League. What was the biggest differences that you had to kind of get your head around?
0: Um. Be, to be quite honest with you, man, uh, the way we get treated at UNC is the top tip, top of the line. It's like from meals to travel to all of the gear that we get. Um, It's just, it's unbelievable. It's, it's world-class stuff. Because yeah. uh, you go there and you got you know, you got the uh, charter flights, mm-hmm. meals waiting for you all the time. Yeah, uh, you know things like that too. You go in the G League. I'll I'll tell you this: my first G League game, my first two games, uh, my rookie season. We played a game, hopped on a bus, and bus six hours after the game. To Rio Grande Valley, and we played the next night. So it was back to back with the six-hour bus ride in between, and then after the game we bust back. Um, it that might have been the next. Uh, yeah, it might. We might have bust the next morning after the second game, but still six hour, two six-hour bus rides and two games within two days is That's ridiculous. Annoying. Yeah, for sure. So. Um, you know, and then you go, you, you, you count, you, you throw in, uh, you know, the commercial flights you got sitting, waiting in the airports and things like that. Yeah. It's just funny to look back on it and, you know, you, you realize how great you're, you have it when, while you're at UNC. And unfortunately that's only for four years, five years max. So it's like, uh. You know, as, as that's just one of the things. Um, not that you had to get used to, because it's not like I was spoiled or anything. But it's definitely a big difference.
2: Yeah, and obviously you live in 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 Texas, um, so you're in for Virginia, North Carolina, Texas. How was it? Obviously, because you could have been. You obviously, Geely, you could have gone anywhere. Absolutely right. anywhere um how was it getting used was it uh like a not a culture change at texas i'm to say that but like mm-hmm. um getting used to living in texas compared to carolina was that a difference as well uh not really actually uh um, city yeah i'm guessing
0: we were actually away so where they had us living we were like 30 minutes away from downtown which was okay. actually i think a lot better for me my personality but I definitely got lucky in terms of G League cities because you know you turn you you compare that to a guy like Luke who's in Oshkosh, yeah. Wisconsin. It's like man, yeah. that's I'm, that's it's, that's totally different. Like Austin and Oshkosh, you can't really compare. But it it didn't take a, a lot of uh, adjustment. Um, it was actually good. Uh, luckily. Uh, you know, Justin's, Justin's my best friend. So I even one time took a trip. We had a couple off days. I took a trip to Dallas to visit him and him and his wife uh, for a couple of days. So it was it was good. It was good for me to get uh, further, even further away from home. Yeah. Uh, because I, it, it forces me to grow up and things like that. So uh no big adjustment I was glad I I was able to do it looking back and uh yeah it's, it was pretty much the same for me honestly
2: nice okay so you say about having to like grow up because you've moved away from home then you decide to come overseas so that's <laughs> even even further okay um yeah. was that in your plan so had you thought about overseas basketball before
0: yeah yeah, yeah. for sure Especially um, once you get to Carolina and you see so many guys who come back who are are currently playing overseas. Mm. Uh, Like when I first got there, I had guys like uh, Jawad, uh, David Noel, those guys who are – somehow he's still going. I don't know how. (laughs) Uh, You had those guys who were coming back and – you know, you get to build relationships with them and get to know them and, you know, you realize that overseas isn't as bad as you might have thought in, in high school. You know, you got, you got a lot of... I know for myself in high school, I thought, you know, I didn't think it was the best thing in the world. And, uh, you know, you realize that it's not as bad. It's just, you know, guys are... You're able to play basketball for a living. So of course. it's not... There's only... So much complaining that you would want to do because you know our, our dream is to play basketball as a job, and that's what we're doing. So, exactly, um, you got that element. But once I once I got to school, I did re- it did become a reality. Um, so yeah, it, it was really no no thought at once I left that you know this is what I was going to do. I was going to have. I was I want to play basketball, and this is a part of it. So uh, it's what I'm going to do.
2: And in some places, like you're literally worshipped, <laughs> um, yep. like like they take basketball serious overseas. Like um, I think that's what I've tried to do from writing about you guys, like how how big it actually is mm-hmm. overseas. Like um, obviously your first your first when you came over to Israel um, and JP's obviously in Israel. Um, right. And you look at some of the footage from his games. The crowd's going crazy. Like, it <laughs> makes college basketball look small, like how how big and the flags and how much they get into it and all sorts of stuff. So, obviously, you came to Israel. That was your first stint overseas. But if I'm yeah. correct, you got, you got injured in your first game, right?
0: Yeah, first half. Mate. First game, and that was – it was tough.
1: Yeah, I bet. It was tough
0: because, um, you know, it, it – it was my first injury since my sophomore year.
2: Yeah.
0: And when it happened, I immediately knew what it was.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I knew that I was done. Wow. <laughs> and it's so funny because I knew in my head because I could feel it. And it's something I felt before. But, uh, you know, there, the, the, our trainer and my coach are like, Oh, it might not be that bad. We'll get the to Odyssey. And I'm like, I'm like, yo, it's, that's it. Like I'm going to need surgery. Wow. So uh, yeah, it was tough, man. Cause I was excited, uh, excited about the opportunity, excited about, um, you know, what the work that I had put in to get there. So, and I, even my teammates told me that they were excited to for me to start playing games with them. Cause I think I was there for two weeks practicing before I could play a game for yeah, whatever reason, it was paper or document documents or yeah. something. Um, so yeah, that was, that was just a lot to have all of that come to a a, a halt so quickly and so early on in the game. Mm.
2: Did you, did you stay on in Israel for a little bit longer or after the injury, did you quickly come back to a state? Uh, I think
0: it was a couple of days after I got on the plane and came back. Yeah. Wow. Uh, It was actually luck because I think I got back home and two days after is when uh, the Palestine stuff started. So it was it was actually a, a, a blessing, really, to not have to be there and up so close with all of that going on.
2: Yeah, I was. I remember that actually when it obviously happened because you just went over there and then everyone was asking me because I just stu- I just wrote about you over there like is Kenny all right? I I, I don't I don't know. I, it was you yeah. know, and obviously JP was there too. Um, but uh, mate, honestly, did you so did you see JP while you were over there or not?
0: We actually. Uh, so I was there for two games. The first game I couldn't play in, but I was there. and We played his team, so okay, I could nice. see him. Uh, we chopped it up a little bit before the game. Um, if I had been there longer, cause this is when, um, you still had to do like long quarantine periods. So yeah, really all I could do was go to the gym and go back to my, go back to my home. So if I had been there longer, I probably would have hung out with him cause he was in Tel Aviv and it wasn't, I think it was probably 15 minutes where I was from Tel Aviv. So we probably would have hung out a little bit more, but yeah. Uh, I did get to see him once and it was good to see him with a familiar face
2: if you didn't know JP was a basketball player just from his Instagram you would just think he lives on the beach playing cards (laughs)
1: exactly that's all he does all he does
2: I spoke to him a bit and it's really funny like Marcus and I joked about it as well like he literally just is playing cards constantly and then I'll get an occasional like highlight video I'm like oh wow he, he does play basketball
0: Exactly. He's living the life. He's loving it. Doing that myself here, to be honest with you. Oh, mate, I bet.
2: (laughs) So now, obviously this season, you have come to Greece and you are in Rhodes. You're playing for Colossus Rhodes and you are having a great season. And I'll talk about that in a second. But at the start of the year, you also had a familiar face there. A, I can say Ty Hill legend because I think it's fair. 2009 national champion Ty Lawson was also... mm -hmm on your team as well. He didn't stay there long. Um, Ty is here, there, and everywhere at the moment. I, I can't actually keep up where he is. Um, yeah. He was in Morocco. I don't think he's in Morocco anymore. I'm not too sure. Did you get time to hang out with him or anything like that?
0: Uh, not a lot. Um, a lot of it was just practices. Because yeah. um, when I first got here, I was just trying to get – you know, acclimated, so I wasn't trying to do a whole lot of sightseeing and things like that when I first got here. So, and he had been here, I think, for a couple of months. So, you know, he was already used to it. And so we didn't we didn't hang out a lot. We did go to the beach as a team a couple times, and
1: nice. that was really
0: all we got to hang out. Um, but yeah, that, that was that was all it. That was it. We really didn't get a bunch of time to just chill and uh, Chat UNC. Yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah, no, that's fine, bro. Um, Because, yeah, he's obviously, he left, he went to, he was playing in the Basel African League, I don't know where he is now. But your season, you're currently over 13 points a game, when I checked earlier, um, 13.5 points per game. You are top three in the league for three-pointers made um, this season with over at least uh, three-pointers a game. How are you finding playing a full season overseas in Greece?
0: Um, I love it. Uh, I've, again, lucky, blessed. I've got two Americans who are really cool. Um, and they've made it a lot easier. My coaches made it a lot easier. Uh, but I like it, man. Of course, um, you know, it has times where it gets draining. Mm -hmm. We only play once a week and that's kind of tough, but, um, Yeah, I love it, man. Like I said, I get to play basketball uh, as my job. So it's not a whole lot that that I can complain about. You know, I get to travel the world. I've always wanted to be in Greece. Uh, We go to Athens a lot. Uh, So it's, it's pretty cool, man. And I think, you know, one of the things that I didn't really think about a lot before I got here, uh, I did in Israel, but when I got here, uh I, I just think it's pretty cool man like my faith is is really big to me and yeah. just to see or to be able to be at these places that are mentioned in the bible places like thessaloniki athens even rhodes is, is mentioned i think one time so it's it's just pretty cool to to see the parallels and to be in these places where you know parts of the Bible took place. So I think it's pretty cool.
2: Um, You're very vocal about your faith as well. So I wondered that actually, when you went to Israel, was that a part of it? Was that a part of deciding for Israel or was it it just coincidence?
0: It was coincidence, but uh, that's also one of the things that I was so upset about getting hurt is uh, I definitely want to take a trip to Jerusalem. And I wasn't Mm -hmm. able to. So uh, still on my bucket list. Uh, I'll definitely be going back to Israel to, to try to get, take in Jerusalem a little bit.
2: Mate, nice. Are you going to try and do some traveling while you're in Greece? Maybe, because ha- I know you play once a week, but how much travel do you get? Any days off?
0: or? Uh, I'll, I'll have to see. Um, because our schedule, COVID kind of postponed some games and yeah. I think they're still trying to figure out how they want to do the schedule. Um so we'll see. Uh my coach, we usually only get one day off a week, but if there might be some weeks where he gives us two and I could jump on a plane and get like an hour flight yeah. to like Santorini or mykonos or even to Athens for a day just to travel and see some different scenery. So uh I'm hoping we do get one of those extra days, uh, but it's still up in the air. They the league has to figure out what they want to do with the schedule.
2: That's fair. So, so- I believe you're fourth currently, I think Rhodes are, in the league. Uh, is that correct? I think you guys are fourth. I correct? actually think we're third. You're we third had, now. Uh, nice.
0: Yeah, there was, there was something with uh, the point system, and we, got, we, we just recently got a point back, and that moved okay. us to the third. I think it might be a tie for third with uh, Prometheus um, okay. because they're, they're, they're a game behind us. They, they have one less game. So uh, we're actually in third right now.
2: Amazing. So how does the playoff system work in Greece, in the Greece League? I believe it's
0: eight, eight teams make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Nice. So top eight.
2: Top eight and then best of, and they just go, they
0: find the winner. Yeah. Nice. And then,
2: because um, obviously with um, overseas contracts, um, the, the way it is, it's one-year contracts is kind of what it is, mm-hmm. et cetera um have you got ideas of where you would like to go
0: uh i haven't really thought about it to be honest with you okay. if if i could if if i was able to i would love to stay here at least for another year yeah um uh, because i'm I, to be honest with you i like it i love the food it's Sorry. beautiful
1: Nice.
0: um but we'll see man i i don't know it's I've been telling everybody, man, I'm trying to take care of what I can on the court and everything else to take care of itself. So, uh, that's number one right now.
2: Of course. No, that's great. You said the foods, what is your favorite? Do you get stuck into the Greek food or do you try and have some of your American food or what do you do? Um,
0: I always try to, I definitely was stuck on the American food when I first got here, but, I definitely turned the corner uh, yeah. because the Greek food is amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's so much that you got the the gyros, um which is basically just the skewers. Uh nice. and then you got kebabs, they call it kebabs, which is uh I would I don't want to say it's a sausage, but it's kind of like a sausage. Yeah. But um, and though I, that that might be my favorite. Uh, okay. Just throw it on some pita bread with one of the mayo-based sauces that they have, and it's really good. But all of that I eat. Um, so yeah, I man, it's it's amazing. And they're really big on the sweets and desserts. Nice. And that's my that's my <laughs> week. You, if you week throw some, It's over. You got me. So <laughs> you got me.
2: A kebab. So we say a kebab. A kebab. Um, we see that as. I think our kebabs might be a bit different because our kebabs, um, I've got a kebab literally just outside. Uh, mm. And it's like, that's the type of food you eat at like midnight. Um, so, in the pit of breads, and they slice the meat off and stuff like that. Like, I don't think an yeah. athlete, you could live off that,
0: right? Uh, <laughs> if, it depends on how much they give you because they do <laughs> give, they give big portions here. So Nice. Nice. It's, it, it, it definitely depends. Nice. All right
2: where do you see the future for Kenny Williams? So do you want to do 10 years overseas? Do you want to come back G League? Do you want to try and get a 10 day? Do you want to do Gerard Williams and play till you're 50? Like, <laughs> like he's, he's telling me he's stopping at 40, but I, I can't see it happening. He's going to keep on going. Yeah. Um, or is there a future like coaching? What have you thought about?
0: <sighs> um, I'll be honest, man. I probably I'm probably in the majority when it comes to basketball players, in terms of having to think about what I'm going to do post basketball because of the pandemic and things like that.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. You know, when when everything was up in the air, people didn't know when their next job was going to be available, and I have thought about it a lot, and a lot of it's just going to determine be determined by. Um, how my body feels, man. I'll, I'll be honest with you, because uh, I have had a lot of surgeries, um, and that that'll be that'll be a big part of it. And yeah. you know, I've 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 already come come to peace with that. Mm-hmm. So when the time comes, I don't think it'll be an issue. But I do want to keep playing for as long as I can. Mm-hmm. Um, and. You know, I think it will be over here in Europe, uh, unless something else presents itself. To be honest with you, um, and I, I think that's that's cut and dry how it, how it is or what my future looks like. I I wish I could tell you, you know, I want to play for ten more years, but some of this in In a lot of cases, it might be my case it, it isn't up to me so yeah yeah uh right. i'll I'll have to listen to my body at least the next couple of years and just take it year by year to be honest with you, once I get to a certain point uh so we'll see i don't i i don't i think I think once I'm done, I always told myself that I didn't want to get into coaching, but I think uh you know a guy like b Rob. Kind of inspired me to to want to do it just to have an impact on you know kids coming up in the game and you know i've I've seen a lot I've been around a lot of great players, great coaches that have given me a lot of good knowledge that I think I can pass on so I think when it comes down to it, I think I want to help in some capacity, whether that's whatever the case may be whether it's high school college or or whatever I think. I want to that's that's ultimately what I want to do is try to help impact, you know, guys that are coming up in the game.
2: Mate, that's amazing. I'm glad you said about B-Rob because B-Rob came on the show and obviously he wants to be a coach. and He made, he made that decision and his dream would be to head coach of UNC. So mm-hmm. I, I asked him, who would he have as an assistant coach? And he, he named you. So if you're ready, he, uh, he wants you as your his assistant.
0: So oh, I, I, told him, I told him this summer, I'm ready when he is. He's, oh, he's nice. got to give me the call. If I'm nice. still playing, I'll hang him up right there. <laughs>
2: <laughs> mate, that's good. That's good to hear. I like that. Okay. Now we go from B-Rob as a coach, you potentially somewhere in your future, to my opinion, the greatest coach of all time, and that's Coach Williams. And obviously, in a month's time, it'll be the anniversary from when he decided to retire and step down. Um, In my eyes, he is the greatest coach on the planet. In my eyes, he is one of the greatest men to walk on this earth. He's my hero. Mike, I'm just wondering, the question is, when you think about Coach Williams and Kenny Williams, what stories, what memories do you guys have?
1: Um,
0: I think... The one I actually saw him, and when I was in Chapel Hill, and the one that since I graduated, the one that he always brings up is my last game when he took me out for the last time, and he kissed me on my forehead, and to me, and they caught a picture of it, and to me, I think that just signifies how much he cares, not only for me but all of his players that he's coached, Uh, um, you know, you don't, you don't, you don't see that a lot, that kind of uh, affection, that kind of love from a coach to player. It's just, is rare. So that, that is always the thing that sticks out to me is that, you know, he doesn't, he cares about us more as people than he does
1: uh, players. Mm-hmm. And you know it's hard to find somebody, anybody, you know,
0: in any profession, any walk of life, that cares as much as he's shown me that he cares. Yeah. And like I said, it's not just me; it's all of his former players. Like I still, to this day, um, you know, when I got back, when I got back home a couple a couple of weeks ago, um, I had a handwritten note from him, and it's mm-hmm. it's like there's there's I refuse to believe there's no way on this earth that I was the only one.
1: Yeah.
0: And, or that he did five or 10. If he did one for me, you would be hard pressed to get me to not believe that he did one for every single one of his former players.
2: Yeah. Cool. And
0: it's things like that, where it's like, that's just, he's just a special guy. And, uh, I was lucky. I was blessed to be able to play under him for all of all of my four years, to be honest. Yeah. He's yeah. He's my hero. And mainly because
2: of everything he done off the court. And I look up to that man, um, the great man that he is. I actually wrote him a handwritten letter. Um, So when I was in Chapel Hill, I gave it to uh, Eric Hoots actually um, to hand over to him just because I know, I knew that he did that to his players. And I just wanted to, it was a thank you letter basically for Mm -hmm. the, uh, impact his hell on my life so I love talking about coach Williams I'll talk about coach Williams until I fall asleep um, because it's my favorite it's my favorite topic um, uh, that was one of my favorite things when I went back to Chapel Hill was I would just ask students like like what was your coach Williams experience even students who were running around doing laps around Chapel Hill when they saw him and he stopped and took a photo and it's just um he's the most genuine man on the planet And um, yeah, I love him. So no, yeah, it's amazing. Okay. Now, now we're coming into his successor, which is coach Hubert Davis. And obviously you had time with him because he was the assistant while you were there as well. Um, So you spent a lot of time with coach Davis. Uh, When you, you said you just recently came back. Uh, Did you get time to catch up with coach Davis as well?
0: Uh, We did for a little bit before their shoot around. Yeah. Uh, So, it's so funny. I was telling my dad, uh, and that's really the only time I got with him, because game day, he's a whole different person. It's not. (laughs) You you want to stay out of his way, because he's just that game face on, and you guys have seen how intense he can be. So, it's like, I I just need to let him do his thing. and. (laughs) I got I got a little bit of time with him. I got, that's that's all I needed. Nice, because I, I mean I I love to see it because uh, you know I'm so used to the fun loving giddy, you know that that's the Hubert that I'm used to that I got for majority of my four years while I was there, and it's just this new role that he has. It's just like he has to be a little, a lot more locked in than, you know, maybe yeah. he would have been as the assistant. So it's, it's amazing to see. I'm glad he's, he's, uh, I'm glad he got the job. Yeah, of course. And I, I definitely feel like he's loving it because he's making an impact and he's able to work with guys that he loves and cares about. So, uh, Man, I I I can't say much, man. And I I'm, I'm just happy for him. He was the guy that recruited me. I probably right. spent my most time with him. Uh so it's just that's that's my guy, man. I'm I'm just happy that you know he's taking it in stride. Uh hey, yeah. And you can tell that he's learning yeah. about coaching, about being the head coach. And he's you can see it in uh, you know, just how You know some adjustments that he makes, or you know you can see how you can just see him him the learning process throughout this season. Um, And it's great to see, it's great to watch it. I think I've I've only missed a couple of games, and uh, I can probably count on one hand how many games I missed just because I want to be there supporting him. Uh, And yeah, man, I'm just happy of him, happy for him, proud of him. Uh yeah, that's that's my guy. I'm just right. I'm just really happy that he's able to because like you said, he loves North Carolina. So loves it. To be in the position that he's in to, to uh you know go from playing here to being the head coach is I I think it's 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 the stuff of dreams, to be honest.
2: You just said a second ago, that obviously, you hadn't missed many games. So I feel it's bad. I've got a five-hour time difference. You're seven hours currently yeah. to Eastern time. So so how do you watch the games? So, like, what do you do? Can you say? Is it legal?
0: Uh, um. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, I believe the, the VPN stuff is legal. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I, I I pay for the service, so if it's if it's illegal, somebody needs to tell me so I can get my money. <laughs> but uh, okay, so you use
2: VPN and stuff like that.
0: Yeah, if the, if there's a game on, uh, I try to I try to go to sleep uh, usually around ten because we've had for some reason I told them about this. We've had an unusual amount of eight and nine o'clock tips. Uh huh. Tell me about. And, that. <laughs> it's amazing that it happens this year. It, it kind of hurts, but <laughs> it's the eight or nine o'clock tips. That's like uh, Free or three m. for four. Yeah. So I try to get majority of my sleep before, and I try to I schedule around it. Basically, mm-hmm. like if I if I know we got if I know we got a game on or a game coming on, I try to get to sleep pretty early, just like so get four or five hours before the game.
2: Nice,
0: because by the time the game's over, it'll be. Six thirty, seven 7 o'clock. And you know, I only get a couple more hours after that. So I try some sometimes I have there's been times where I stayed up until three and mm-hmm. just just wrote it out. But that's usually how I that's usually how I do it is get a couple hours before set an alarm, like 10 minutes before the game starts and then uh um wake up and watch the game. But sometimes it does backfire. Like last night, I slept through my alarm and I missed the first half. <laughs> okay, yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: I was I was hurt, but I was glad I could catch the second half. But, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it's – like I said, if the VPN stuff is illegal, somebody needs to let me. <laughs> no, it's fine. <laughs> um,
2: I'll tell you something off air. I'll tell you how I watch it, and it is legal. So um, – but I've looked into VPN as well. So um, – yeah, but it is, it's tough. Like, it's real tough to stay up, obviously. I've been doing this now 12 years. Um, I was staying up late. And you have moments, which is absolutely fantastic. And then you have moments like 2016 when you're by yourself at 4 a.m. Yeah. And they are. So, but, <laughs> yeah. Uh, luckily, I've had a lot more amazing moments than not so amazing oh, sure. moments. So, no, it's good. Okay, so the current guys. Now, the system Coach Davis is playing is probably a system you'd love to be playing in. So if you had any eligibility left, would you like to rock up and join his system, how he's playing?
0: Oh, for sure. So, <laughs> funny. so funny you say that. One of the first things that Big May said to me is, you would have loved playing in
1: this
0: system. Because <laughs> <laughs> they shoot a lot. They shoot a lot of threes. So, yeah. Um, and it's, they might be shooting more than my junior senior year team, and we shot a lot of threes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, there's, they were, there were games where we shot 33. So, um, yeah, I mean, I would have loved to. I would, if, even if it's just for a year, just give me one year with, with Coach Davis at the helm, and I would have loved it.
2: <laughs> I said at the start of the season, actually, I said, and I need to look at the stats, my prediction was we're going to shoot more free, free pointers this season than we did the previous two seasons together. That's what I think. I haven't checked. We must have. I haven't checked the stats yet, but that was my prediction at the start of the year. So um, it's fun. It's fun. It's fun to watch. Fans fans love it. Um, when it's falling, it's amazing, of course. Um, how have you been finding the team? Carry I think
0: we got, uh, maybe three guys. I might have to get fact-checked, but I want to say three guys shooting 40%, and it's like...
2: Yes, that's probably you, be. Yeah, Caleb, RJ, and Brady. I'm I'm assuming it's those guys. Yeah. They're just killing it. And Leaky, Leaky is that? Called, I, it's May, it's May. It's so I'm like, I I am. I do I'm president of Leaky uh, Leaky Black Club fan club, but I'm probably vice president. Um, <laughs> I think his his mom is definitely she's president, and oh, um, yeah. she amazing woman. Um, but Leaky, I I love him, and I have been had his back since day dot. Um, and then when I got there to, uh, to Chapel Hill, he hit a three-pointer like straight away. I was like, this is amazing. And then he hit a three-pointer every game I was at. Yeah. Um, oh, just, I oh, love him. I absolutely, he's, he's been brilliant. He's been fantastic this year. I don't know what's going to happen next year, but I saw an interview with him post-game saying, how was your senior night? And he just kind of chuckled. To me... I don't know. Only only Leaky, only Leaky knows if he's coming back, but I would love to see him come back.
0: Me too. I would. I love Leaky, man. It was he was uh I got one year with him. Yeah. But that year, that year does mean a lot because um just to see him grow,
1: yeah, I think yeah. is
0: is very and not to sound like you know, an old guy, but it's I love I love to see it uh because i was i was pretty hard on leaky and we kind of butt heads a couple times uh but he, he's so good he's got all the intangibles. he got all the talent and i love seeing what he's been doing the last month or so
1: yeah
0: uh just being more aggressive on uh on offense uh and it's leading him hitting shots man and it's it's a beautiful thing to see like <laughs> i just i love leaky man like i when oh, i went back me and him like we had one of the biggest embraces it was nice. it was just amazing like I, I just love that kid man he's 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 a great kid and uh i just want to see him do well and reach his potential
2: he's got a huge future a huge future and uh um, yeah. wherever that be uh so mate it's great okay now we're going to round up this podcast now and we kind of, I do this on every show. Uh, it's called Tar Heel Teammates. All right? So it's a bit of a fun game at the end. And basically, I'm going to ask you about your four years at Carolina. The answer can either be a teammate of yours or it could be yourself. All right? Okay. So you, you decide. No right or wrong answer. It's your personal opinion, okay?
0: Yes.
2: So this is Kenny Williams' Tar Heel Teammates. Question number one is, over your four years at Carolina, who was the best dancer?
1: Theo. Theo. Okay. For sure.
2: Okay. For sure. You're putting Theo ahead of Joel because you played with Joel as well.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. It's definitely Theo. Theo's a guy like if you need a dance contest one, you're probably gonna pick Theo.
2: Nice. Okay. Now I think I know my next answer for this one. My next answer is who was the funniest guy?
0: <laughs> Theo. Theo. <laughs> hey, we could go first. Oh no. okay. It's a it's it's a tie. Theo and Kennedy. They're and Kennedy. they're neck and neck.
2: Yeah, they're always yeah. they're always mentioned. Theo and Kennedy get mentioned every time. Oh, for sure, mate. Good, good guys. Okay, <clears throat> what if you're going to say the same again? All right, who was most likely to get told off by Coach Williams?
0: <laughs> uh, Kennedy. Kennedy. <laughs> I Kennedy. think Kennedy.
2: I think Kennedy said himself when I asked him that question as well. Yeah. I think he said himself.
0: So. I think that was pretty obvious for a lot of people.
2: Now, this would be a fun one because you played with a few of these. Who was Coach Williams' golden
0: child? <laughs> okay. Uh, depending on who you talk to. Okay. Some people will say Marcus. Yeah. Some people will say Joel. Yeah. I've got a couple teammates who may say me.
2: Oh, okay. Okay, you're putting yourself on Mount Rushmore. But, of the- <laughs> but, no,
0: no, see, I wasn't on the level of Marcus and Joel. They're, they're different. They're, totally, they're they're a different level. Marcus Very and sure. Joel are like they're, pro- they're, they're probably his top five players of all time.
2: All time. Yeah. His Mount, I think, Coach Williams' golden child, Rushmore, is Joel, Marcus, Marvin Williams, T. Hands, T. Hands, of course. Um, people are putting Kobe on there as well. Kobe White. Some people are saying. Are we just
0: going North Carolina though?
2: Oh well, who else you got? If not North Carolina, because
0: he he has some days in in, in Kansas. I I want. Okay. I might. I might throw Kirk Heinrich in there just based okay. off of. What I want to say the scratched eye story. Yeah. I um, had
2: I heard he uses he uses Kirk Heinrich quite a few times. Actually, I've heard players yeah. say that he uses him as examples and stuff.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Nice. I don't know. I don't know who you would because there's there's some he he does love Kobe White. So (laughs) you you wouldn't be wrong with that
2: with that answer. But for the from the guys you played with, are you saying Marcus or Joel? Who are
1: you saying more? Oh that's tough. It's tough. I'm gonna go Marcus. 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 Yeah.
2: He's the old-time golden child, in my personal opinion. I think he is, but um, and yeah. I, I'll tell him this. So, mate, Brian. Okay, final question. I've given you no prep for this, and I'm glad um, as well, because obviously you said that you were a Carolina fan as a kid, so this is perfect. So this isn't just your four years. This is all time. What would be your old-time UNC starting five?
1: Ooh. Yep. So, Good- ooh.
2: I've given you no prep, so it's gonna be first
1: answer coming to you. Uh oh. Hey, we've got time. It's all
2: right. I think Leslie McDonald took 12 minutes to give me his five, so you're fine.
0: That's a good that's a good question.
2: So you could go two options. I'll be fair. You could either go your favorite players of all time. Or you can mm-hmm. go, what is the most talented all fives? What is the best starting five?
0: See, I'm trying, I'm trying to think of the best starting five that I can, you can think make. Of. Yeah. We're talking about all time here.
2: All time. We're going back to Lenny Rosenblatt, if you want to put him in there. We're going back there. Phil Forwards. Like you can go mm-hmm. that far back.
1: Mate, it's tough. All right. I think so for this five, I all think right. I'll, at the point. No. Golly. It's tough, isn't it? It's tough. Mm.
2: We do this as fans over time, but we talk about a five. I know. So.
1: Nobody wanted two. Who's your two? Michael Jordan I think The GOAT Of course Yeah <laughs> At the 4 Anton Jameson. Yeah nice I'm going
2: to be intrigued If we have How similar our 5s are As well But you carry on
1: 1, 3 and 5 The 5 I'll go Big May Big May Hmm. Oh because, you know, you've just missed out. Yes. Wow. OK. If we're talking about the same,
0: if, who, we're, who I think we're talking about.
2: The, statistically, the greatest Tar Heel of all time. Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah. So,
2: yes. Yeah.
0: OK. That's a no stip to him. It
1: that That took a lot.
2: Of course. Of course. I understand that.
1: But I think I think it works for this fight. I think big okay. May. Okay. Yeah,
2: yeah, You gotta think about the whole five. You gotta think about the whole five. I get that.
0: So I got I got MJ,
1: Anton Jameson, Big, big May. Baby May. A three and a one. You gotta have some shooting. Mm-hmm. And you got a, a point guard. That's that's the issue. The point guard's hard. That's the issue. Yeah.
2: Golly! See, I get a lot of crap for my point guard because I put my point guard in, and but sure five.
1: Want to hear yours first? Mmm. That's tough. Yep. Yeah. There your
2: fives nope. can change they can uh, change mind changes often but yeah you can change so this is right now this moment i've asked you
0: yeah at this this at this moment this is what i'm thinking
2: you can text me tomorrow that you've changed your mind it's fine
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh man I'm shot, man. Who's your three? He you got a three. Who's your wing. See that's that's the that's the
0: thing. I don't know. Though <laughs> so, you could go a lot of you can go a lot
1: of directions there. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Are you
2: debating between two players? Are you got two players in each position? You're no, I'm debating of? between a lot of players. A lot of players. <laughs> <laughs> so, Caroline, right? we're blessed. We're blessed with the
1: talent we've had over the years, all time. Does Vince Carter count as a three? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay, so give me Vince Carter. Vince Carter, three. Nice. Okay. Yep. Mm, 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 mm. So you got your point guard. Point guard university. This one's the issue. Because initially, my initial thought to go with this five, Is Marcus. Okay. Okay. Because it's shooting, Mm -hmm. playmaking, and you also got the element of defense. Of course. But it's so hard to go against a guy with his five, like a Kendall. Uh huh.
2: If you put Kendall in, you'll be the first one. I put Kendall in mine every time because I, in my opinion, he's the greatest passer we've ever had.
0: Yes, exactly. With so many scores.
2: Exactly. So that's why I put him in mine. But this is your five, but I personally put him in. But I also put Marcus in my five at the two and I put MJ at the three. That's what I do on mine. But because I, I need Kendall setting everyone up. But this is your five because Marcus, it's fair.
0: I think I'm going Marcus, so I okay. think I'll go Marcus, MJ, Vince, Anton Jameson, and Big May. Big May, mate, that's a good five.
2: That's a good five.
0: I think I, I think I'm final answer.
2: Stick with it, mate. That's a great five. That's a great five. Obviously, Tyler Hansbrough,
0: he'll be maybe yeah. six man come off the bench. That's that was my that was my issue, man. It was like, do I put Tyler at the four? Yeah, and try to go. But I think Anton. Anton you still Michigan.
2: got. You've still got Player of the Year, Anton Jamieson, National Champion, Big Baby May, yeah. Vince Carter, most exciting player of all time, <laughs> the greatest player of all time in Michael Jordan, and probably everyone's favorite Tar Heel in Marcus Page. So that's a good five, mate. It's a good five.
0: Okay, people can't get mad at me for that.
2: They can't get mad at you for that. They can't get mad at you
0: for that. You, <laughs> I, I threw I threw Marcus in there to get the fan frame.
2: So. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, you wait a bit because I get Phil Ford is the one which gets mentioned to me a lot, and Phil Ford, don't get me wrong, is is probably one of the greatest Tar Heels. where I had um, Tyler in Tyler's five, he had Phil Ford in his five. Mm-hmm. And everything so we're blessed we're blessed with so many great players
0: oh my god
2: and may. and the exciting thing is you're a part of that and that's that's unbelievable isn't it and when coach Williams when you guys won in 2017 he let you know that Carolina basketball was Tyler Hansbro and all those guys 2005 it was Sean May and everyone and 2017 it was Kenny Williams who was Justin yeah. Jackson with all those guys so um you'll forever be um in carolina history so thank you bro thank you for everything that you've given us All oh, the joy sure, you gave us mate those four years so and yeah it's exciting times ahead for you exciting times ahead um how many more games you got left of a season
0: oh uh, 10
1: 10,
2: ten. season yeah nice so when's the season end? Then is that in may in may okay yeah wow yeah. nice Nice. Yep. And then are you going to try and, are you going to try and have a little bit of travel around before head back or are you going to go straight home?
0: No, nah, I think I'm going will go straight home. Straight home. Yeah. I think, uh, well, it depends. It really depends on uh, what day we actually finish. like what day we're completely done. Yeah. Uh, if it's not, if it's not too close to June, I might, I might travel a little bit, but uh, we'll see. It's Your still options. months away.
2: See. You could do a Dion Thompson and just go and play in another season. Like Dion was in Spain. Then he went to Puerto Rico and played. And then he came back to Spain. I'm like, bro, I had no time off at all.
0: See that I can't do. I <laughs> I have to body breaks.
2: <laughs> Mate, this has been fun. Thank you so much for your time.
0: Yeah, man. Thank you for having me, bro.
2: Mate, it's been good. We'll catch up soon, okay?
0: Yep. Sounds good. Cheers, buddy.